Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Green Week, the podcast that gives you all there is to know on environmental news and the happenings in nature. We've got a lot of great content to talk about today, but first, let's introduce our guest today. We have Finley Hutton, a fellow environmental enthusiast, and we will be listening to an excerpt from one of the most famous naturalists, Rachel Carson. We'll be listening to an excerpt from The Sea Around Us after we go over this week's news. We're going to be talking about the wildfires in the western states. We'll be talking about the Amazon. We have some pretty shocking statistics about the impact of deforestation in the Amazon rainforest coming up. And finally, on a brighter note, we have some fun new species discovered in 2019 that I cannot wait to go over. So let's get started, and welcome to Green Week. It seems like they happen every year, but this year's fires are especially bad. In August, 77 wildfires were reported to have been burning in 15 different states. Multiple states have issued red flag warnings, and record-breaking heat has been identified. More recently, as of October 9, 2020, it was recorded that 4,267,386 acres have burned in California alone this year. Scientists are worried and link it undoubtedly to climate change. So I have a quote here from climate scientists for the University of California, Los Angeles. This is very much a way station on the path to a new future. We have not reached the peak. In fact, no one knows where the peak is. The glass fires have not only impacted California, but states like Oregon and Washington also have ordered evacuations. And here's a very sad fact. Half of some endangered species have been killed in the Washington Steppe, along with many other animals, as habitats are being destroyed. Scientists link this to climate change and say that this is not the new normal, but it will continue to get worse. I think with this catastrophe and with all of the other issues we are facing surrounding climate change, just try and change something small in your daily routine, something to help limit carbon emissions. It doesn't matter how small, anything can help. So, moving forward with today's news, we have another more downcast topic. A new statistic from 2019 about deforestation in the Amazon. That's what's coming up next on Green Week. Thank you for listening. It's a pretty well-known fact that the deforestation in the Amazon is pretty out of control. And it's only getting worse in the 21st century. From August 2018 to July 2019, deforestation in Brazil went up by 30%. And in 2019, fires there threatened thousands of animals. The fires killed tens of thousands of animals in the rainforest alone. The Amazon rainforest is home to 10% of the world's species, but scientists have discovered a significant decrease in biodiversity there. And this year, 2020, the first three months of the new decade brought an increase of 50% in deforestation compared to the first three months last year. Here we have a quote. All the fires we have seen in the Amazon have been set intentionally. Unlike some other forest systems that are dependent on fires, such as California, Florida, or Australia, the Amazon doesn't burn naturally. And that was from Anne Allen Carr, IPAM's Director of Science in a press conference which is run by Columbia University's Earth Institute. Okay, so here we have Finley Hutton here with us for some commentary on that. Finley, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello, welcome. So you volunteer at the Cincinnati Zoo and Botanical Garden, correct? 
And Finley, how long have you been doing that for? I have been working with them for about two years now. So, Finley, you've been very passionate about the environment for... That's a pretty good amount of time, and for being so young, um, what's your opinion on all these facts? Uh, do they concern you? Do they, you think they're manageable? I th- I'm very concerned how the increase is just becoming so insane to me. Like, what is it? What's concerning to me is what it takes for to bring this to people's attention. We are at the brink of a human extinction, and why is everyone not trying to save our planet? Why is everybody so calm about this? We need to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions that we as humans produce by lowering our fossil fuel production rates. Fossil fuels about like formed um, by natural processes, such as decomposition of buried dead organisms containing organic molecules, originated in photosynthesis that release energy in combustion. To lower your production, we need to lower our production rates. We need to conserve energy, reuse products, recycle materials, and go green. I do think this is all manageable if we normalize it in today's society. We need to bring this to everyone's attention and no longer act this is not happening. Yes, I, I that's interesting, and I, I think a lot of our listeners would agree with that. Um, moving forward, the quote we featured earlier says that fires are important to some ecosystems. So for our viewers, would you like to explain why that is and why the case might be different down in Brazil as opposed to, say, like California? Yeah, so basically... Many ecosystems benefit from periodic fires because they clear out dead organic material, and some plant and animal populations fire would benefit fire. These benefits the fire brings to survive and reproduce. This dead organic material is so crucial to the ecosystem because decomposers need this to survive, where they recycle nutrients giving back to the environment. Okay, thank you. Um, so yeah, that makes more sense. So would Would you say, like, generally places that are more arid require the fires more for, like, renewal of growth than places like the Amazon? Yes, I would, yeah. Okay, so next, what do you know about the number of endangered species in the Amazon right now, considering that a tenth of all animal species stem from there? I I know a lot about the endangered species of Amazon. I know that the glaucus and macaw and the blue-throated macaws are at the very last of their species. Primates, including night monkeys, spider monkeys, and many other primates, such as sockies, are at the brink of extinction. Thousands of aquatic animals, including crocodiles, turtles, otters, manatees, and the pink river dolphins are dying daily, let alone the hundreds of species that love toads, frogs, and amphibians, cats, birds, armadillos, tapirs, and hundreds of other animals that we are just choosing to ignore. How can we neglect these magnificent creatures that are going extinct? With all these animals, our ecosystem will collapse and we will suffer. Yes, I think it's very important to bring attention to the mass extinction caused by all the deforestation and destruction of such habitats. But, um, so before we move on to the next scripted questions, I actually have a personal one. How does this destruction make you feel, like, on a more personal, emotional sense? I am honestly deeply saddened by the destruction of the rainforest and at the same time frustrated. I just am so confused and think to myself, how can people be so selfish and choose to ignore these facts and don't act, don't act on, and not act on them? I ask myself, how can humanity continually 
be okay with killing its own. We need to unite and put an end to all of this chaos. I totally understand. And for listeners, I encourage you to donate to your favorite climate control, animal preservation, or conservation charity today. It's so important. This just makes me feel so horrible for that entire ecosystem. We have a few more questions today for you, Finley. So what are scientists doing to help besides coming up with data and predictions of, well, mass destruction? How are they practicing what they preach, so to speak? Well, one major climate change activist currently is Greta Thunberg. She is educating millions about the effect of climate change and pushing the government for urgent action to address climate change. I feel if everyone is educated about climate change, anyone could be a climate change activist or anything in the environmental field and help prevent the extinction of everyone in the human race. On the more scientific side, NASA scientists and other scientists Uh, and climate researchers have mapped large forest areas to determine how much carbon various parts of the world are storing, and other scientists with their advancing technology are finding more and more ways to conserve energy. Yes, and I agree. It's not just animal species that are in danger. When we don't regard our natural world, we are putting ourselves and other people in danger as well. I understand why the validity of all this is difficult to grasp for some people because efforts aren't really seen in everyday life, but we all need to understand that this deforestation is going to, not if it is going to, wipe out an entire major ecosystem and thousands or more of animals are going to die. So, my last question is, do you have a message for anyone tuning in tonight about these dire circumstances? And you already kind of hone in on this, but do you have any last things you'd like to add? Yeah, so I just think we need to act. We can't just keep sitting here as we're doing nothing, as if nothing is going on. People need to start talking about climate change, deforestation, wildfires, and everything that's destroying our Earth and help to find solutions. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Again, all of this is so important, even though it seems so far away. The same issues are close to home as well. Thank you for joining us. That was Finley Hutton, a volunteer at the Cincinnati Zoo and environmental advocate. Coming up, we have our readings from the famed environmentalist Rachel Carson. Our next segment is the reading of an excerpt from Rachel Carson. Rachel Carson was born May 27th in 1907 in the town of Springdale, Pennsylvania, and died in 1964. She was a well-known author, marine biologist, and conservationist. She published books on the natural state of the environment, and her silent spring brought awareness to the harmfulness of pesticides and their negative impact on the environment. Today, we will be reading an excerpt from her book, The Sea Around around us, which is well-liked because of how poetic it was, and of course the detailed and rich content. Since plastic pollution and marine life fatalities have increased via the 8 million metric tons that enter the ocean and other bodies of water each year, and the 100 million marine animals that die each year, I thought that a reminder about the magnificence and necessity of our oceans would be a meaningful segment to include, and there is no better book to read from than the sea around us. So here we have our short quote. It is a curious situation that the sea from which life first arose should now be threatened by the activities of one form of that life. But the sea, 
though changed in a sinister way, will continue to exist. The threat is rather to life itself. This quote was really impactful to me because it made me think about how much we as humans are destroying the very thing that helps sustain us, our planet. How are we causing so much destruction in ecosystems that help us thrive? Thank you for listening to that segment. On a lighter note, this year's scientists have confirmed they have discovered at least 71 new different species. These new species were discovered just about all over the world across five continents and three oceans, from mountaintops to deep caves and the depths of the ocean. We have our top five favorites right now. In fifth place, we have the cat-eyed cardinalfish, which was discovered in Papua New Guinea last year. Its scientific name is Symphamia arnese, and it has a pretty unique appearance. It has two large circular eyes and is colored with vibrant spots. Its eyes actually take up most of its body. Pretty cool. In fourth place, we have the Dipterus lamellae. It has no common name yet, but it is a new-to-science skate. It has most likely been caught and sold in fish markets for quite some time, but scientists have never officially declared it a known species or documented it. A skate is a ray-like fish, and they are prized in Korea for fillets and or as a fermented dish. That's a pretty interesting background. Sitting in third, we have the girdled lizard. This scaly lizard was discovered on the second highest peak in Angola. It is armored or plated with thick scales to protect it from predators. Its scientific name is Smog Gigantis, and it is a new addition to the genus Smog, which is named after the dragon in The Lord of the Rings. At number two on our list, we have a spider found in Chihuahua, Mexico, that was discovered in and by an ant mound, which is presumed to be its main prey. This spider is named Myrmocircletur chihuahuanus, and it is the first and only of what are being called and nicknamed the ant-worshipping spiders family. At number one, we have a brand new species of fairy wrasse that lives off the coast of Tanzania. They're brightly colored with purple scales, which gave scientists an idea for its name, the Wakanda fish. Named after the fictionalized African nation and its vibranium, this fish was only discovered in 2019 and had been hidden deep in the reefs of Tanzania and got its namesake from the ceasingly vibrant purple scales it has. That's our top five lists of animals discovered in 2019 here on Green Week. And before we finish this week's episode, thank you to everyone for listening and to the latest edition of Green Week. And remember, our Earth is changing and we can do more to help it and preserve the natural world. Thank you for tuning in and stay green.